What up, what up, world? East the deal. It's your friendly neighborhood man, J5TH. Top of the morning, top of the afternoon, top of the evening, depending on where you are, man. I hope yeah, y'all yeah, blessed yeah. and great. Infant, yeah, yo, what it do? What's cracking? What's popping? Man, you ready for the guests? Oh, let's get it. I don't think you ready, man. Oh, I'm ready, man. I don't think you ready. Come on, let's get this, it. This goes back to, man, the the compound, man. Or, uh, shout out to Josh Ski. Ski. Man. Phenomenal brother. I'm going to give him his flowers after the intro, but the title of the show is the underdog god yeah the underdog god yeah 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 now yeah. you know um the 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 religious dummies are gonna, oh my god yes the re, the underdog god <laughs> underdog god get out your feelings in your religion and just listen you know what i'm saying patio politics after the thing we'll be back with our dope ass guest yes sir yes sir we hope yeah Give us a try, yeah. Cause it's right up for life. Tryna be part of your life. We got whatever you like. Yeah. Come on and just give us a try, yeah. I said it's right up for life. Come in with the shows that you like. We're trying to be the best on the mic. DJ playing cuss that you like, yeah. It could be the start of your day. Or maybe just the end of your night. Uh, uh. But if you rock it with us, patio politics is gonna do you right. Oh, oh, oh. Right for life. Oh, oh, oh. Trying to be part of your life. Yeah. We got whatever you like. Whatever you like. Come on and just give us a try. Yeah. Cause it's right for life. Oh, oh, oh. Trying to be part of your life. Oh. We got whatever you like. Ooh. Come on and just give us a try. My yeah. check. We hope you stay a while. We hope you stay a while, cause if you don't, man. Damn, Inf, what's going to happen to him? Throwing that ass off a bridge. Man, off a bridge, and what's going to happen when they land? We're going to lay something on you special. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all the karate body mommies, man. Oh, no. Nah. <laughs> Before I introduce my guest, man, that's where I heard the term from. Y'all got to understand, man, Um, I still haven't learned my lesson from planting my seed everywhere. You know, we're going on a world tour. Unfortunately, I can't take this handsome, decent brother with me, man. I would love to. But he ain't going to be coming to the world tour where I'm planting my seeds. Brazil, Germany. Just found out about Germany today. Um, <laughs> and for you, you taking two. So it looks like I may be on my yeah, lonesome. No, no, I got I got King Brother and I got T. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah, y'all, y'all ready? Y'all have fun. They do it. Better be because I don't pull out. Like I said, man, y'all know I like to talk my shit, man, and bring laughter to everybody. But um, before we get into, man, this dope, incredible guest, man, I met this brother about 10, 12 years ago. Um, Very wise, militant, intellectual brother, man. Um, A great inspiration to us. We met him through our brother, Josh Ski. Shout out to Josh Skills, man, who's always bringing just great, phenomenal people around each other that... um, that that have a lot in common in terms of just thinking and just um I can say too a lot in common in hardships because our hardships you know bring bring great wisdom to us too you know but um talented uh MC lyricist is what I like to call him uh militant brother um Hassan Hayes man 
Yes, sir. What's up, baby? Yes, sir, <laughs> man. It's a long time coming, man. JT, the truth. Man, nah. J, man. What's up, man? How you feeling, brother? Back in the studio days, man, in the back garage, you know, all night on the beats. Yes. I'm just trying to find my pen again. I'm going through divorce, you know, sleeping in tree houses. Jodin took a brother in. Iman Omari gave a brother a beat. Sono took me to Ja. Wow. Shout out to Big Sono, man. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm man. doing good, brother. I'm I was I was tripping. I kind of got mad, man, when I was watching the documentary, and you was like, "How you just you bully Sono for them beats?" I'm like, "That's what that track was." I'm like, "Goddamn, man!" <laughs> yeah, <Hayes."> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I went on Cat SoundCloud. You yeah. know, what I'm I did that with a lot of producers. I'm like, "You put an instrumental up there, shit." I got to work out my pen. Then yeah. I write a song, and I'm like, "I'm gonna hit you up." I'll, yeah. I'll, do the song and then yeah. I'll send you the song and then all of them cleared it from Masego to wow. Flume to Iman to Sono and they all cleared my records shout out to all and, and what I like to commend you on Hayes and this man hey, you 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 know, we brothers, man. So That's everything perfect. I say is genuine. Snow cab, no bullshit. You have a knack for picking some dope ass tracks. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yes, how, like, how, do you go into it spiritually, like feeling the beat first, or is this right when you hear that shit when they press play, or you press play? It's like I got, I got to add this. As soon as I hear it, it, it has to speak to me. As yeah. soon as the beat speak to me, I'm like, oh yeah, I can't, I got, I can't pass on that. Man, and it's just pretty much a um a feel of where the producers going. Like some producers come with that soul feel, and they got mm -hmm. they got them drums hitting right, they got that instrumentation going right, mm -hmm. and I'm like, yeah, that's what I want. I don't like beats that's too like mechanical. That's, I like them. That's like, what I was about to say. Low. You pick a lot of soul soulful beats that yeah. speak to the soul. Yeah, yeah. I'm, my my favorite producer is DJ Quick. So. Yes, sir. Shout come on, man. Quick. Shout out to to Quick, man. Yeah. Don't get me started, man. Okay. Uh, quick or Dre? Quick. Yes. That quick. Oh, quick. <laughs> quick. 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 Quick is quick. Battle Cat Dre. Come on, man. Okay. Let's see, get it. See, uh, people, it's just me. I Come agree. on, hey. I people agree. sleep on DJ Quick, and I don't understand why this dude is just... Gifted, right? He's Quincy Jones. Of, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. It's just come on. When I met Quick, and we talked about the Safe and Sound album. Wow. I interviewed him, and that interview is lost because they took down my YouTube channel. But come on, we was chopping wow. it up for thirty minutes, and he's on camera like you know this, you know this record. And I like <laughs> my favorite song on there, "Summer Breeze." He was like yeah. mine too. So I was just like, <laughs> yeah, that was. He was like, that's my favorite album. I'm like, that's my favorite album of yours too. Yeah, yeah. Safe and Sound. Safe and Sound. Wow. Safe and Sound. See, now you gonna have to go back, man. Don't um, listen to it, man. Please, I was in high school oh, and I was, oh my God, Safe and Sound is Better crazy. than Rhythmism? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Safe and Sound, he was just raw. It was just like, okay. he was coming off that profile, death row feel. Oh, okay. Came out like 96, gotcha. something around there. Yeah, man, it's crazy. That's 95, 96, but that, that album is crazy. See, I got to go back to that. Did he have a lot of features on that like he did, Rhythmism? No, no, he didn't have a lot of features. That was all him. Wow, yeah, that was all him. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. that's that's before Sugar Free. That's before Mossberg. Mm -hmm. You know uh, what I'm saying? That's that quick. Him. That's all Damn. quick. Now I gotta go back and yeah. listen and listen to it, man. Yeah. And I know, man. Shout out to Quick because he accredits Dre for a lot of his his inspiration. But I'm saying somebody, man. I ain't talking about Dre wrecking crew days, but I'm saying Quick to get on them turntables. Just the song quality, right? And his musicianship was right. just top notch. I'm still like quick, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I got man. What was that like interviewing him? Um, it, it was 
you know you don't like to meet your favorite people that's my saying i hate to meet my favorite people because i've met some of my favorite people and this is went left and they had me looking at them like differently bro yeah. but quick yeah a one just just what you hear on the record is better you know what i'm saying he's better in person especially he really loved that i knew his stuff yeah. he was just like damn like we could yeah. talk about music and yeah. he can go deep in music real shit and he was cool yeah. quick was super a1 yeah. you know he's a1 for just giving me the interview first of yeah, all yeah real talk and real then talk. for us for us to you know go deep into the interview mm -hmm. the way we did on the music because i kind of kept it from um uh not straight out of compton but uh what's this first album what's the name of his first album um I can't remember right now, but I kept it around the safe and sound mm -hmm. feel. And yeah, it, it was, it was uh, quick. One. You talking about quick as a name. Quick, quick as the yeah. name. Thank you, bro. See, damn, I gotta see now. I gotta because now I'm thinking about quick as a name and all the shit he did. Right. Musically on that. And just man, the cat can take one. He was taking a cameo song. He took a function song. He put it into one. Right. And now it's just like, man, that's that's just gifted. Right. That's gifted. Now take this man to the beginning of Hassan Hayes, man. Well, um, like where you were born, where you from? Okay, I that. was I was born um, at Brotman Hospital in Culver City, mm -hmm. but we went straight from Culver City back to Watts. Um, so I grew up my early years from zero to five on 102nd and um, excuse me 102nd and Anzac. Mm -hmm. um, wow. So I was in Watts over there with the Grape Streets as a little kid. I remember that. Mm -hmm. uh, we moved from Watts when I was about seven and we moved to Tamarack, mm -hmm. uh, Tamarack in Manchester. So I was over there uh, from like seven to 12. Then we moved to Broadway in 112th and South Central from like 12 to about 14. Yeah. Then I went to the Culver City Projects from 14 to I graduated from Hamilton. Yeah. So, yeah, my... I, I heard you on the on the documentary, but I'm going to let the world be <laughs> about this because you said something about the Culver City Projects. And I'm like, yeah. Man, yeah. yeah. Anybody black, <laughs> the show lines, the Venice show lines can attest to this. In 94, mm -hmm. there was a big cultural explosion where the show lines and the culver cities got into it they got into a war um wow. so they burned up all the uh venice show it's a small it was a small group of show lines in there and they just pretty much sell dope they didn't run the projects the mexicans always ran it mm -hmm. but um they got into it over dope yeah and the culver cities burnt up all their cars ran them out of there so it was only a few black wow. families left in the project mm -hmm. um me being one, my boy Kimani, it was about four black families left in the projects after that. Yeah. And the Mexicans would go hard. I'm talking about hard on us. You know, I have to fight them all the, all the time. Wow. They pulling knives out. It, it was just crazy. They pulling guns out on us. But my dad was A1 with one of the super OGs, rest in peace, Danny. Mm -hmm. He was our next door neighbor. And he re, my dad reminded him of his brother who got killed. Yeah. So he took a real liking to my father. Yeah. And Danny was in a wheelchair, right? Big boy from Power 106. Me and him would have this conversation because he grew up in the Mar Vista Gardens as well. Wow. Yeah. So after my dad talked to him about, you know, tell the homies they got to stall out my sons. You know, yeah. I kind of got a pass, but it was still you would still see nigger on the wall. Kill wow. all niggers. And even to this day, I That's went there to visit my homies mom because she just moved out. Yeah. And I'm walking across this a big field when you walk into the projects, mm -hmm. and I don't even care, you know. I'm, I'm with it. I, I just went in there, and I see the Mexicans running. And as they're approaching me, I was like, "Don't come to me with that bullshit." I, 
grew up, I know all your OGs. I grew up here from 93 to 96 and they just backed off like, just ain't got the heart to even walk in the projects knowing what we wow. about. So I just carried on my day. And this is when I was on the bus. So it wasn't like I had a car to tip through there. No, I jumped off the bus and walked through there just to go uh, check on my homie's mom. And that's crazy. Man, a lot of, I didn't, I didn't know that. So it was the, the racist shit was happening back then. Oh Ooh. yeah. Super racist. It was beyond racist, racism. So when people be like this black and brown unity, mm -hmm. I don't understand that shit because I grew up, they was trying to cut my head off. So. Wow, I, I don't know about them fighting for our rights like that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. I yeah. do got brown homeboys though. Don't get it twisted. Shout out to my homeboy B Navidad. That's my dog. Yeah. Um, but it, I grew up. It was you know total chaos against blacks. So yeah. that's what got me into my military uh, mind state. Yeah. Was like, oh, we ain't got no friends out here. Yeah. I was like 13, 14. Like we ain't got no friends out here because we all live in the projects. And we didn't put ourselves here. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We didn't make us with this fucked up economic situation. But y'all coming at my neck. You know what I'm saying? Y'all trying to steal my car, trying to run up on my mother. You know, all kind wow. of crazy shit. So Damn it. And, and just, yeah. man, from, from a psychological standpoint, what did that do to you? It made me not trust them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It made me um, arm up. Mm -hmm. It made me just overprotective using my pineal. My reptilian was like always on alert. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? That's all it did. It just made me more to like warrior mentality. Yeah. And when you that young, you don't post that. You supposed to be enjoying life as a kid, getting yeah. into your hobbies and things like that. It always had me on alert. You yeah. Know, just alert. Wow. Yeah. Now what kept now what kept you from like say joining the shorelines or because of that the bullshit? You because know? I, I had homies from Broadway, um, 112th Street. Because you was there before. Yeah. He got so, you. He got yeah. You. So and and that was gang infested. Like you would look out. You know, I lived in an apartment building on 112. Yes. And you right would look there. out the window, and it's just like all white t-shirts, blue rags, blue khakis, mm -hmm. blue chucks. You know what I'm saying? And they was cool. They never pressured me into being a gang. When I moved there, I fought this cat named Herman. They put us in an abandoned apartment building because you don't have to test. We're going to test this nigga because yeah. it was just like, oh, shit, little gangbanger. So I had to fight the little gangbanger. And after I whooped on him, mm -hmm. they was like, oh, you cool. Yeah. I was yeah. just like, and then, they, you know, my dad was just like, we don't want to fuck with that gang shit. And I knew they OG. Shout out to S-Bad. Mm -hmm. And we just sold candy and they just let us be kids, man. It was just like Damn. no pressure. So when I moved into the Carver City Project, mm -hmm. the show lines hit up my two older brothers. They pulled 12 gauges on them. Where y'all wow. from? Yeah. So my brothers went back and told S-Bad. S-Bad rode up there in the Suburban by himself. <laughs> by himself. You know, super gang. Back in the days, we yeah. had like Superman gang bangers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? One, they, one man just, army. One man army. <laughs> they can, they, they'll get the message across. Hey, hands off them. Ever since then, it was like, oh, y'all cool. Damn. Yeah, he rode up and had the conversation. Drove from South Central to Culver City and talked to him. I saw it with my own eyes across the street looking. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Mm -hmm. and, then, so, and, and, and like conscious wise, because you're a real conscious brother, did that kind of fuck you up to be like, man, not only. You know, I, and I know that happened at the beginning when you moved over there in the Culver City projects with the shorelines. But did it fuck you to be like here? Not only we at war with the Latinos, but we at war with each other. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was always been like that, though. I don't know a yeah. time in my life that it it wasn't like that. Yeah. I used to get rolled on all the time. Where are you from? Even as a little kid living in Watts, mm -hmm. the fruit towns would come over. 
we was all little kids. They were like baby kids, like seven, five, six. Yep. On, from Brims, trying to fight the kids, that was where we was at. So wow. I've never lived where it's been peace. Like, yeah. you ain't got, you know, nobody rolling up on you. Where are you from? You know, and I always tell cats this, you know, I would make a joke of it. I used to get hit up so much that when cats be like, where are you from? I'd be like, Brooklyn. They'd be like, they'll get stuck. You know what I'm saying? So whenever somebody out of town would come in, I'm like, when the gangbangers roll up on you and ask where you're from, say some city way out, and they're just going to look dumbfounded because they're going to be like, oh, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> so that's game for y'all out there. Yeah, if, if we were in the 80s, that would be game for you. But now, yeah, I don't see people getting hit up no more. It ain't it ain't even like that. Oh, you got gentrification. You got white women walking their little dogs on Man. Crenshaw now. Now, yeah. Nobody's saying nothing to them. It's, they just get a pass, and I don't understand that. Yeah, but we but, don't. Yeah, no, we, we don't. We still don't get a pass. You can still get it, you know, out here. Wow, man. So, how did you get into the music, though? My brothers, they did music, and yeah. um, shout out to Big Bro, man. Yeah, they did music, <laughs> and I was around them, and mm -hmm. I used to go to their shows, and they used to, you know, get it cracking. They had the crowd jump because they used to dance. You know, they was like rapper dancers, and shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like MC Hammer and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, they was like that. Hold up, man. What's wrong with Hammer, man? <laughs> Nothing's wrong with Hammer. Follow me on Twitter. Nothing. Shout out to Hammer. <laughs> shout shout out to Hammer. Hammer. I can yeah. listen to Hammer and uh, I. Uh, what's his name? Um, Vanilla Ice. People, yeah. people who saying they didn't like Ice Ice Baby is a lie. You don't sell 10 million <laughs> records and nobody like With your record. five people liking your record. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a, no. Him and Hammer used to go head to head. But yeah, my brothers, used, they used to turn up the shows. So me and my boy Cash and Kimani, we started a group called Charisma. Mm -hmm. And we had one song. Yeah. And our Anthony, um, excuse me, our manager Anthony at the time was like, master this one song and I can get you guys a deal. Master this one song, I'll get you guys a deal. So mm -hmm. we used to be in the house um, practicing going around in circles rapping a song rapping a song doing shows show mm -hmm. after show after show after show and eventually this guy named Augie Johnson rest in peace mm -hmm. he got us uh, a sit down for a record contract so wow. at 15 yeah Wow. Yeah. Now, is this one, um, I seen a picture. I don't know if it was, man, it was years ago on your IG or Facebook. Is this when you had the short hair? Or, or that, that was when you got a little older than 15? Oh, the short it hair. Like, it looked like you was at a live performance, though. I'm like, man, look at Hayes, man. Oh, I, I think it was, a, it's probably been a picture with me and my, my boy, but I'm not sure. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, that was South by Southwest when okay. I was in Texas. That was uh -huh. my other group. That was my second group. Okay. And we did, we did good in Texas. Like, oh, I should have never left the South, bro. What? You, uh, man, the South, the thing about the South in mm -hmm. the 90s, people don't understand, like 90s, early 2000s. You got support. Yeah. Why you think the South running the game right Man, now? Yeah. Regular people, like you can stand outside of a supermarket, mm -hmm. you can go to car shows, uh, they have track meets are big out there, mm -hmm. and people will just support your record. Five, wow. ten dollars. I met little Flip hand in hand and I was hand in hand in and little Flip and his team was hand in hand in. And we was Damn. all making money back then. Like That's you can really take ten thousand CDs. And sell all 10,000 of them within like a month, two months in the South. Because everybody, oh, you got that new show? You got that new thing? What, what's this? Yeah. We're going to buy it off the strength. We're going to buy it up. You can walk into the radio stations. You can, mm -hmm. knock, you can go to the radio station, knock on the door, and they will open up the door. And before they close it, the DJ will be like, let them in. And then they'll play your shit off air. And if it's tight to the DJ, he'll be like, hey, come back, in the, come back tomorrow, and I'm going to debut your song. Wow. 
No payola, no nothing. Damn, damn, L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, L.A. L.A. is super Hollywood. You have to be big somewhere else, and then you get big here. That's why they don't have no homegrown talent no more. Exactly. That's why you know I get mad when they play Nipsey all day. It's like y'all never played Nipsey. Played him when he was alive. Come on, man. Y'all right. waited till he died that violent ass death, and then y'all want to be Nipsey fans. Like, man, come on, Hayes, don't get you clown. See, Hayes, you we we gonna get shit started. You know how we yeah. be talking. <laughs> hey, on that note, we gonna take a quick break. Hassan Hayes, J5, T8, DJ and for J. We'll be back after these messages. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, we back. <laughs> yes, sir. Shout out to the city, man. Holly Weird Ass LA. Man. Dick Ryan Capital. I can't stand y'all. Man, it's, it's bad, Hayes. Oh, my gosh, man. You ain't got no black DJs out there. Yeah, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> we got everybody else playing our music, mm -hmm. and that's a no go. Yeah, and DJ, I don't care DJ how Head you feel about one. it. There it is. <laughs> DJ Head is a gatekeeper. DJ Head, you need to put more people on. Come on, there it is. Hey. You ain't got to put me on. I'm already on. <laughs> Never play. <laughs> that's hey. One thing I remember about Hayes. Hayes gonna always keep it a bug hondo. Yeah. Real shit. Now before we went to break, I know you was talking about your first group. Um. How, of course, y'all did span if you got in a second, but how did, when y'all got the chance to get that deal, how did that go? Like, how it, it went, it went great all the way into the meeting, right? Mm -hmm. So we sitting there, our manager, Anthony Cash, my boy, Kate, Kate Kimani, um, and, but we were underage, so we all mm -hmm. have to have a, we have to have our parents there. Yeah. At least somebody represented, right? Mm -hmm. So I had my mom, my boys had their mom, and, one of my boys' moms start going crazy on the manager with the executive sitting right there. Oh, shit. You ain't finna take my son out of school. He finna graduate high school. <laughs> you yeah. guys couldn't have it. And the, the, the record label exec is sitting right there. And I'm just looking at her and I look at my mom and I say, Mom, please say something to her. <laughs> when we walk into the place... We performed in front of the CEOs and, you know, the label people. Like, yeah. Before we had the meeting, we performed for him. They said, cool. He told the lady, print up the contracts, write the check. Everything was ready. We wow. we were sitting down to sign. Yeah. She started going nuts about nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. And I'm just like, I see it all crashing before it crashed. And I'm that's the last time I cried. I was like 16 years old. That's the last time I can remember, like crying like like yeah. being have to be in consoled like cuz I'm just like I didn't put basketball on hold for this shit I didn't did all these shows all this mm -hmm. rehearsal it's just and she's going to fuck it up wow my boy's mom couldn't say nothing everybody was looking at their mouth open like she's just she just going off on her manager our manager um this is one thing that he did that I forgave him for mm -hmm. He had a girl group that was a little older than us. They were like early 20s. Mm -hmm. So it was another competition that the competition paid out a $500 or $1,000 prize. We auditioned for that. Mm -hmm. We we got it. Um, the people said, you guys are going to win because you guys are the best that we've seen. And you kind of like the wow. last act. Mm -hmm. So instead of he put us from that show, he put his girl group in that show. They were a group called Deja. They got signed to Death Row. If you go on back on death row uh, mm -hmm. one of those soundtracks they're on one of those soundtracks wow so he gave Deja that fucking performance because he knew we were going to get signed so he was just like it's no need for y'all to do that and I, I already got y'all over here The my boy talked too much so yeah. he told his mother mm -hmm. exactly that everything that happened when that's water under the bridge bro we yeah, here we here so <laughs> yeah. he told his mom so his mom was like 
And y'all, did you miss, you miss, you didn't give my sons that thousand dollars. They was supposed to win that performance. It was just like, woman, we got $90,000 sitting in front of us. Wow. We're going to get 30 a piece, even though at 16, that's something. Now you're like, okay. Yeah. But at 16, that's something. That's, that's everything. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. you're in the projects. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that, the mom ruined the deal for us because mm-hmm. the, the label was just like, hey, I can't handle this. I don't want to get sued. Y'all come back when y'all was 18, when y'all 18. And I was just like, that ain't going to happen. Wow. That ain't going to happen. That ain't gonna happen. So, so you you said something I noticed. You was hooping too. Oh man, I was hooping hard. You was nice, super nice. Hey. Crazy, crazy Jay. Crazy, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> crazy. I work out shooting two thousand shots a day. I'm watching Magic Johnson documentaries. I'm watching. Wow. Yeah, two thousand. Yeah, I'm in the projects. Shoot. I'm in the projects, but it ain't nothing else to do. You hey, know what I'm it was nice. Yes, I had a crazy <laughs> shot. I had a crazy shot. I went to four high schools, man, chasing my basketball dreams. So, uh, what high, I know you say Hamilton. What's up? Okay, I went to Taft. Mm-hmm. I went to uh, Culver High. I mm-hmm. went to Venice, and then I got jumped at Venice, and then I transferred to Hamilton. Wow. Yeah. And you were starting when you was at these? Yes. And so I got into it my coach at Hamilton, and then he benched me. So what you got to do it with him? Because yeah. he was a Japanese guy trying to teach black people how to play basketball, and I really didn't take his <laughs> advice. I thought he was full of shit. You 5'3", you Japanese. Don't tell me when I... I'm the kind of guy who goes in transition, and I'll pull up on a jumper and hit it. Yeah. He'd get mad. Go to the cup. Dog, I'd shoot 2,000 shots. You don't know what I do. So yeah. we would get into it like that. Come sit on the bench. Come sit next to me. And I roll my eyes. You know you can't yeah. do all that as a kid. Oh, you motherfucker. What'd you say? Like, you sitting on the mix for the whole game. And I'm sitting there like, and then people are like, throw Hayes back in there. Like, and he would be like, no, because he has a disciplinary problem. Uh, so I had to discipline. You know, I couldn't, I didn't take his shit. Yeah. And then all the black coaches that came, mm-hmm. on, all the black coaches that came, because I ran into them. Yeah. We would get along. I would get along with all of them. They would understand me. We could talk. Yeah. They'd be like... Cause they'd be like, if you miss that, I'll pull up and practice. They'd be like, if you, while I'm shooting, if you miss that jump shot, you running. Whack. Mm-hmm. You better not miss them jump shots or you're going to run. Okay. Yeah. I got you. That's, that's fair deal. Wow. So he would get them off the squad. He would fire them. Damn. Or he would fire all the black coaches. Now these black coaches went on to Dominguez Hills yes. and won championships. Wow. Michael won three championships <laughs> with Dominguez Hills. And this was somebody who was coach, assistant. Yeah, this was wow. assistant coach. So I'm like, why are you getting all the brothers off the team that can relate to these black kids? Like, bro, yeah. what are you doing? Oh, that so, was some power know, shit. Power yeah, he shit. was a power hungry ass coach. You know, I hate, I literally hated him. Um, I should have went to Westchester mm-hmm. for the record. Sorry, Darnay and everybody I play with, but I should have went to Westchester because mm-hmm. Westchester did recruit me. What? They recruited me in the, the, uh, handshake line <laughs> at exam. I don't know if he's still alive, but mm-hmm. the, he was the coach at the time. Mm-hmm. I dropped 20 on Westchester. In the handshake line, he whispered in my ear, come to Westchester. My coach said, what did he say to you? I said, nothing. <laughs> Fuck you. Nothing. It ain't none of your business. But I try to be, you know, you try to be loyal. Hamilton was a great school. Yeah. So I stayed loyal to a great school, great program. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I was also interested in the music side and the creative side because they got yeah. a music academy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hamilton. And I was yeah. doing music. Well, my boy, so, and then, you know, they got some pretty ass girls at Hamilton. I was yes. like, man, I'm yes. not leaving this motherfucker. I'm, I already put my mom through four high schools. I can't, I couldn't tell her, oh, I want to go to Westchester now because they recruit me. Yeah. Let me just you stay think, here. You think back then, it, like, well, I'll see, man, you think back then Westchester didn't have better ones than Hamilton? 
I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I've always heard about West. It was always a rival between them. And the the game that we played against Westchester, when we went to Westchester, mm-hmm. I looked in the stands. <laughs> God damn, y'all cracking. <laughs> I was like, I was kind of intimidated because they was, when we beat them in Westchester, mm-hmm. in their gym, they shook our bus. They was throwing shit on the floor. They couldn't take it. Wow. We beat them in 95. That's they was crazy. ranked. They was like number six. Yeah. We beat them from unranked and we jumped all the way up to like 23 in the city. So, so what you was a one or a two? It was two guard. Two? They tried to play, make me play one sometimes, but mm-hmm. I, my ball handling wasn't, wasn't where I wanted to be. Yeah. My shot was where I wanted it to be. Uh, mm-hmm. My conditioning was, but my, my handles was not. Like I got better handles now than I did then wow. because I know I didn't have no trainer. You yeah. know, I didn't have I didn't have that. I didn't understand diet trainer. Mm-hmm. How you supposed to? You know, I didn't understand it. But um, so you was just raw. I was just raw. I was out there raw. They did have me running one sometimes, and I was cool. I didn't get I didn't get my pocket picked, but mm-hmm. I was very right. I was right-handed. That's so. crazy, Hayes. I didn't know that. So like back then, who was the guards you looked up to, like? In NBA wise, Magic, mm-hmm. Magic Johnson, mm-hmm. Magic Johnson. I hated Jordan, even though I knew Jordan was great. He yeah. just didn't play for the Lakers. Yeah, I hate your ass. <laughs> Fuck, he come over here and destroy us, destroying Byron Scott. Oh. That was, okay, because Byron was a two. Do, do, you, you fuck with Byron Scott. What you, what you think about Byron? I love Byron Scott. Yeah, you know what I'm saying I love Byron Scott. Shout out to uh, his kid too. I know his son. Yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Byron Scott. You know, I used to sell candy at the Forum Games when I was yeah. a little kid. So Byron Scott and his wife, mm-hmm. every home game they would buy candy. They would buy thin mints. His wife would be like, he'd be signing autographs. His wife would be like, hold on, baby. And then when he finished, mm-hmm. he'd talk to her. He'd talk to me. He'll buy the thin mints for his wife. Him and Worthy bought candy all the time. That's crazy. I used to sell candy to him and Worthy all the time. Yeah. And Chick Hearn um, and Margaret, his wife, mm-hmm. Marjorie or Margaret, I can't remember, and Stu Lance, because they would come out together. Mm-hmm. They would all come out together. Byron Scott would come out through the front, the forum club. Mm-hmm. Uh, Worthy would come out through the back. Wow. I knew I knew their cars. Yeah. I would hang out by their cars, you know, after because they come out late. I sell candy to everybody coming out and then I knew those are guaranteed sales. Wow. Chick Hearn, Stu Lance, Worthy and Byron Scott. So is this why you cause hey, you one of those, you ain't afraid to go chop and talk to nobody. Did it start from that age up being right, like that? Right, right. I used to go to um at six years old. I don't know if y'all remember because y'all young, y'all younger than me. But LAX, those carts, mm-hmm. you'd be able to turn in those carts and get a quarter back. Okay, I remember. I remember. Okay. Yeah. When I was yeah. six years old, my brothers are like about six years older than me. So they were like 12 at the time. Mm-hmm. But I would beg my mom to go. She was like, I can't let you too little. And yeah. eventually she let me go at six. Yeah. And I've been in the streets since then. <laughs> she can't keep me in the house. If I got older brothers, I'm rolling with them. Like, I'm gone. I know how to stay in pocket. I know how to shut up. Yeah. I know how, you know what I'm saying? Not be a little kid. I know how not to complain, mm-hmm. cry. I just play my role so that taught me how to get out there like doing that LAX shit selling candy you gotta go up to strangers you gotta deal with white folks racist people get out of my face little ass kid like learn how to talk to people and how to approach them wow that's dope that's Mm -hmm. dope now okay I mean, I'm, we're going to have to check out your skills on the court Hayes I did not know I can't play no more because last time I played I was but going for a jump. Yeah, man, I almost tore my Achilles, bro. It's it's over. My yeah. heel is still like tender. You wow. know, like it's good until I try to be moving all crazy. Yeah. Now, as I got older, I became 
elite defender. Yo, me. I'm trying to grab the, the coldest youngster with all the hops who just killing us. I want to play. I want to guard him. I'm I'm going out there for the workout. So, you know what I'm saying? They strong. They got the quick dribbles, the jab in and out. I'm like, I'm going to pick his pocket. Boop. Got him. Because I know the move. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm and I'm not as fast as I used to be. So everything now is calculated. I see you do it like two, three times on me. Yeah. I'm going to get you. So let me so let me ask you. You you seen you familiar with a butter rim? Of course. So you you now you Thomas Shepard. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. But I ain't playing in no damn jeans, never. In a quarter of a year. <laughs> what the hell? Bro, in a long you get your ass out of here. You're a super hooper, jeans. Yeah, in a quarter of a year. Man. Now, and no wonder why old boy tried to shoot up that after losing to you. I would want to shoot the court up, too. Man. Now, fucked up. Now, after, um, after the, the that situation at the meeting with the first group, that was it? Yeah, that was it, bro. Mm-hmm. That was it. No, they stayed my homeboys, though. They yeah, stayed my cool. homeboys. I stayed. That's the. His mom is the one I went to go see in the projects. The one who. Oh, just yeah. yeah. Wow. That's the yeah. I still love her. Like, you know, I. I, I was Have y'all talked about that moment since then? I've like, never talked about it to his mom, but <laughs> yeah. me and him has talked about it, and he's held on to that shit. At first, he didn't. He yeah. just act like, oh no, that's just. But as time went on, you that shit lingers yeah you no know, i cried about it so i was done with it right after that i knew it was over <laughs> damn you know but he brings Sad it up to that this shit. day For like years. damn that that was an opportunity that you don't know mm-hmm. they wanted to change us though like they okay. were just like we want to put you in pocket protectors and glasses they want us with the arco look <laughs> wow they was my boys is on the gangster kind of you know they yeah. rough that's they, what i'm about to ask you what yeah. was the content y'all was we was doing about? we was talk. we wasn't talking about rough shit we was talking about kids shit party mm-hmm. good time mm-hmm. and they wanted to turn us more into america like market us to america nerds suspenders they really wanted to just i was with it all i was like cool i don't care <laughs> shit you gonna get me out the projects let's go yeah yeah i can do that because the thing is when you get those kind of connections, they don't go nowhere. You can use those for the rest of your life. Yeah. You feel me? Even yeah. if y'all come out with an album, Pocket Suspenders, and you look like a dork, and you flop. Yeah. That don't mean them connections go away, because exactly. you can always reinvent yourself. You come out at 16. Yeah. Nobody gives up. Nobody remembers you at yeah. 16. Look at Criss Cross. Yeah. Exactly. They ain't came out since they've been 18. Mm-hmm. You feel You feel me? It's yeah. like, and they can yeah. reinvent themselves. What I'm saying is people who come out young can reinvent themselves when they get older but those connections never go you'll never you can always use them again because people in the industry just keep elevating the industry wow so they're able to help you because they're more up here and be like oh yeah you was always cool yeah i got this going on over here i can plug you with this over here oh yeah we can do a new deal over here like yeah but if you never get that because you fuck up at the door mm-hmm. then you back with every the commoners back <laughs> <laughs> the commoners who just like you fucked up yep <laughs> just like them you ain't nothing they never calling you again and all that damn all right man we go we're gonna talk about the uh, the next group after these messages man patio politics hassan hayes dj and we'll be back after this yeah we back we back if you good back here? Yeah, I'm solid, man. I thought you were asleep. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting back listening, listening to Hayes, man. <laughs> yeah, Hayes, you straight? I'm straight, bro. Did they offer you any liquor? I don't drink, man. Okay, I, I don't know, drink just... water, man. All right, all right. Did they offer you some water in this month? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. I'm just checking our hospitality. Oh man, your people ain't one, man. Oh, praise, That's right. man. That's right. He's about to get strong the ass team. cussed out. 
<laughs> Shout out to the to the squad in the back, man. So, man, it's it's so much to um, unfold because you you didn't even break this down in a doc. No, because it's it's so much, man. I, yeah, like, I'm forty four years old, bro. It's like I didn't lived. I think it's three like, I think or you, four lives already. That's what I'm saying. You, I think it's only like what thirty nine minutes or thirty five. Right. I'm like, hey, man, right, come on, right, man. right, right. I was just trying to keep it focused on nine underdog underdog. So it was just like talk about a little bit of your of your beginning, some musical history, but keep it focused on how this album came about. Ah, so gotcha. that's why I wanted to just. It was like an EPK. It wasn't like got you. Gotcha. I wasn't dwelling into all this old shit because I'm like, do people want to even care? Like, yeah, shit, you man, you extraordinary ass individual, man. Because we ain't even tapped in the hood news. Oh no, nah, that's a whole nother life. Yourself, <laughs> <laughs> damn man. That, let's unpack a little there then. Okay, well, hood news started because I was uh, living a very uh, criminalistic life, mm-hmm. and I was all the way against God. I'm literally like, God, man, shit. I'm God. Like, yeah, not in yeah. the conscious version of it, but more in the street level version of it. Yeah. because I had been good my whole life dealing with all this gangbang shit. Did just dealing with life. You know, I'm just just like. What's for me? Yeah. It's about me now. Like, I really took that me. So I was out in the streets, and what I'm good at is talking to women. I'm very good at that. I can read a woman. I can mm-hmm. I can dissect her real good. I just, if it's like eat, sleep, women, if that was it, then I, I'm very comfortable in that. So I just mm-hmm. went to my lower nature of dealing with women. Mm-hmm. And my conniving, all that, and I was putting that energy out, uh, and I was thriving. I'm yeah, like, I'm, I'm talking about, damn, oh, <laughs> this is the blessings the devil give you. Keep them coming. Because when you get blessings like that, you got to know who they're coming from. You got to right? know who they're coming from. All right. Yeah. So then I had this real crazy ass dream nightmare visitation. Mm-hmm. Right. I got a drawer full of money. Like, I didn't believe in banks. I just had a whole, put the money in the drawer, bitch. Get on. <laughs> Get back to your job. Get away from me. I got a real date to go on. I deal with real women, not you guys. <laughs> on me. So, I got this visitation, and it told me, you live in foul. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't change your ways, like, I'm going to come get you. Right? Wow. It, and, I, you know, it was like, I had that dream, like, in the afternoon nap. Mm-hmm. Evening comes, the girls go out, and one of the girls get attacked with a sledgehammer. Boom! Like, they cracked out the window. They they kind of hit her, but didn't break nothing. And mm-hmm. her shit's swollen, and she's busted up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just had that dream, and this shit happened. Fuck. So I had to think real quick. Mm-hmm. The next day, I'm watching a story on the news about blacks getting uh, chased home by Latinos from Jefferson High. Jefferson High was 97% Latino, 3% black. Damn, and this is back then? This was back then. Wow. So the next day I saw this, and the the story was 30 seconds. They didn't really go into detail or nothing. And I had just already come out of film school. I already went to film school, right? Wow. So I'm like, I wish it was some kind of news that went more into telling the background stories of this mm-hmm. and then a voice in my head said hood news go do it wow and i look i swear it was like a voice and i looked around like what the fuck mm-hmm. so i went with my camera down to jefferson high um i called my boy who was an actor at the time and i told him to be the Reporter. Re- the reporter because I can't do it all yeah what we found out was it was a drug deal that went bad outside the school between the gangs mm. and they were looking for the dope so Got you. the 18th street sent the word to their little homies in high school to just terrorize the black kids damn so it had nothing to do with 
nothing but some outside shit. Yeah. So that day I met Minister Tony Muhammad and I met a lot of brothers from the Nation of Islam. Mm-hmm. Um, they saw me out there. They gave me their cards and their number. And uh, Captain Halim, he told me, every day when you wake up, call me the first thing in the morning. Call me to see where we're at and what we're doing. Tap in. Yeah. So I start later. I did. I called him later that day. And then he hooked us up with Ice Cube that same day. Like, wow. they, Ice Cube was speaking at a church. Was you still doing, not to cut you off, was you still doing the same shit with the women? I or? was letting it go. I had let them know. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm, I was going to get to that. Go. So when I got, when we, I got the interview with Cube, um, later on that day, I'm like, so much is happening one day off of a thought. Yeah. A, a vision A hearing mm-hmm. So then I, I cut off I just cut that shit off I told them Look I can't do this no more They was flabbergasted They were just like What? They wouldn't let me go They was like No you're not finna stop We yeah. doing good We got I can't go back to my mom We all, we all got our own places What we gonna do Blah 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 I was like I don't know what y'all gonna do But I can't do it Wow. I done lied to y'all people And they face You know it was all kind of shit That I was gonna have to pay karma for mm-hmm. So um, I just started paying for my karma Right then and there Cause you gotta cut it off. You gotta stop Man. taking the hand of the devil. You gotta stop mm-hmm. eating off his plate. But you know when you stop doing that, oh, he finna come with missiles, Man. reinforcements. Yes. <laughs> he finna fuck you up. Oh, you gon' okay, okay. It's just like the Crips do. Okay, cuz when they say that, it's like oh, oh yeah, shit. yeah. Stop, go. Fuck. <laughs> so it was that. Um, so I just stayed. I stayed doing hood news. Stayed doing hood news, man. Mm-hmm. And when I tell y'all. That when I spent all my resources doing that, mm-hmm. like, I couldn't make a dollar doing nothing else. Wow. Like, I couldn't even get a gig. I couldn't get no work. It was just like, God was just like, I'm going to make you prove to me that you're really on this side now. Damn. So they just, all my money dried. All of it. All that shit just dried up. It just dried, it dried up to the point where I went homeless, had to go live back with my mom and shit. Yeah. This is all during the editing process of Hood News until I released it. And then I was going through so much stress that I couldn't even feel the reward of it. Everybody in the streets coming up to me. I'm talking about from celebrities to regular people. I've seen mm-hmm. it. I've seen it. Oh, man. Oh, oh, oh. But I couldn't even accept none of that shit because I was just like flabbergasted on all the shit I had to go through just to get it out. Man. You know, so I, I learned. To don't eat off the devil plate like that. You know what I'm saying? It's either you ride or die, either side. Either side, yeah. Either side. And I know that shit was taking a toll on you just dealing with all that, man. Um, I know you said you got approached by like Tony Muhammad and them. Was there ever a time where you they attempted to recruit you? You know what? Never, bro. Yeah. It, it was it was never they they not even that. Like the nation of Islam world is so righteous, man. Mm-hmm. If people, everybody, every brother, every sister definitely need to go to the mosque yeah just to hear how they what they talk about to see how they eat see how they live they uh, it's, like, it's like a brotherhood it's a whole nother world shit we ain't seen a, in you oh man it's yeah. all love too it's like real black love like they should promote it like that like a, a family rehabilitation center yes you know what i'm saying because all them brothers show me nothing but love yeah period and i met reza when he was 15 Reza Islam Yeah Shut yeah Reza I met him when he was 15 wow. So me and him is still solid He just wow. was over the house the other day yeah, So sure. Yeah it's just like 
yeah, they never tried to recruit me. Um, they saw where I was at. They saw what I was on. They were just happy that I was doing what I was doing. They had me around Farrakhan. Yeah. I got around. I got to actually meet Farrakhan. Like, Farrakhan, you let him talk. You don't say nothing. Yeah, watch. <laughs> you don't even look at him in his eyes. You, <laughs> Yes, sir. You just, I like what y'all doing. Keep it up. You know, that's enough. Like, damn, Farrakhan. All this happened in six months, though. Damn. So it's just like when God calls you and then you listen mm-hmm. and you wholeheartedly push forward because what I was in hood news is a prayers game mm-hmm. because you running up on the police who pulling guns on you. All you got is a camera. Yeah. And they terrorize black people in Compton, Long Beach, South Central, unlawful stops, unlawful seizures, yep. search, uh, uh, searches and seizures, all that shit. So we, whenever we see a black person being put over by the police, we jump out with the camera are you okay, brother and sister? Like, whoop. We and get you, caught. And you was doing this before the phones. Hey, is this that's what, what I'm saying. So man, that's what shit. <laughs> the problem. What and before that the um the the bullshit they got body cams yep, and all that. Yep. So yeah, they they'll be terrorizing the people in Compton. They love to fuck with the black people in Compton, like in Long Beach, man. South Central. Like, mm-hmm. you, I didn't believe the stuff I was saying on camera. Wow. Even the news that cover it, like I became friends with the news people and they would tell me it's just a job. We don't even really care like that. We just have to report it, but wow. we're not invested like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, about it. Yeah, man. So once we got the cameras on them, we got people one, you know, we got lawsuits, one for people, mm-hmm. all type of stuff, bro. So anyway, when I was saying it was a prayer game, like you would have to go into deep prayer before you go out there because it could be your last day yeah. on some mm-hmm. real nah. Yeah. nah many times i got guns put in my face them trying to slap the camera flash the light in the camera but when you got that shield over you Man. they just back up it's just like a kryptonite they like they freeze like fuck i can't believe somebody's really filming me yeah so yeah, yeah that shit blew up man that hood new shit blew up so that's how i met nipsey kendrick mm-hmm. j-rock absol tiger Wayne, all them because what I found out was they told me they would watch it in their studio. We never had distribution. Wow. This was all hand in hand and bootleggers. Thank God for the bootleggers. Because the boot, they would I'll the meet bootleggers. the I I'll meet the bootleggers and they was like, I hope you don't get mad, but I'm bootlegging your shit. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Go ahead, get it out there. You know what I'm saying? Because the more people people need this, this ain't no money thing though it was feeding people mm-hmm. it was more on like people need to see this wow and we could never get distribution for it because because of the content and white folks at time warner everywhere you know how you buy your own channel on time yep. warner and try yep. to put your content on so there? you couldn't even do that yeah I, I i did that when they got my dv tape to digitize it mm-hmm. they digitize it and called me back and said we're gonna have to refund you because our higher ups can't they, show they, the they police mm-hmm. brutalizing black people. Shit. I took it to the NAPTI convention in Miami mm-hmm. where all the acquisitions people around the world from France, Italy, Africa, Brazil, everybody. Mm-hmm. I got a tablet. I got the trailers. I'm running for people. I'm on an elevator doing Presenta- every, like- presentations. They got buyer on their damn thing. Hey, buyers, I don't know what content you guys are looking for, mm-hmm. but I got a news channel that can be filled in your hip hop black music yeah, world. They yeah. all listening. I play it in the elevator. We get off the elevator. It's like Wall Street. People got tabs of paper. They like, oh shit, I like this. We can do a deal. So they're doing deals right then and there. They give you a number. You slide it to you. Mm-hmm. Give them a number. Slide it back. Okay, let's meet in the middle. You meet in the middle. You do a deal on paper. So you thinking that you actually, you, I'm yeah, going to walk out here with a couple hundred thousand dollars. Oh, we, we doing, we going up. As mm-hmm. soon as they get the tape and they really view it, they higher ups can't see it. Germany, 
Africa, everywhere. They're higher up. We can't show this. So it was just like. Damn. When I went to UCLA, I went to UCLA for marketing and distribution, the extension program. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to MGM, Sony, Paramount, all them white folks up there. I'm 20,000 DVDs sold by this time. They're telling me people around the world don't understand the black struggle. I said, but y'all got hip hop. They're telling me this. Wow. I said, but why is hip hop big in Japan? Why is hip hop big in Germany? Why is hip hop big everywhere if we don't, if they don't understand our culture. What you y'all talking about? Yeah, why is it big everywhere across the world? You know what I'm saying? But it's all about the content. They don't want to show nothing that's going to help you as a black person. Yeah, help us. We got, yeah, they (laughs) got to give you Tyler Perry and I love Tyler Perry shit, but they got to give you that. It's got to be on a comic spectrum. You got to put your shit in a a genre like a, nothing too powerful though. So that's what kind of they turn my taste buds like fuck and then black people scared of it at this time they like yeah. brother why are you showing this you're gonna get killed out there yeah so what yeah so so what is that gonna do x got killed malcolm got shot in the fucking wow. i mean martin got shot in the fucking throat what are you talking about like yeah this shit got to be seen so i'm happy all that to say i'm happy people got cell phones and now it's regular yeah now you can just go on facebook and just see it all up and down your timeline now you can't be scared because now it's out in the open. You ain't got to give me no deal no more. I'm good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now people filming the police all the time. And I credit us for that because we were yeah, the first ones to do that and have the heart to do it. Now everybody do it. And it's cool because that's all we wanted. We wanted everybody to be aware of your surroundings. And it's like, man, look, y'all was trendsetting before the shit became popular and and that's why i say y'all was doing it before it became a a a fad or a trend because look at the dangerous times you saying people pulling guns on you i know they were this is without the body cam so i know them motherfuckers was slapping doing treacherous shit treacherous man treacherous but it was some good it was was some good officers it was this good brother i can't remember his name Mm -hmm. but um he was running he was a lieutenant and he was running a compton sheriff station but he was undercover ia he put me wow. in his office i didn't i was reluctant to go in that compton sheriff but he was yeah. like i really want y'all in there and i'm like fuck i don't want to go in there i'm like once we go in there we don't have to come out yeah you know what i'm saying like what <laughs> yeah. the fuck yeah so but he closed the door he closed the blinds just like a fucking movie and he was just like i'm gonna be real with you i'm undercover ia and the the videos you guys are getting i'm happy you guys are getting Mm-hmm. Because that helps my investigation. Remember, they had a bit of big investigation on those Compton sheriffs. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. I remember all that footage we was getting helped get all them criminals up out of there because we was catching them. These motherfuckers are devils, man. They was like real white supremacists in police uniforms. So yeah, we kind of helped with that investigation. I helped uh, a sister who got beat on the bus in Long Beach. Wow, she won her. She won a hundred thousand dollar lawsuit because we got that footage famous. When I got locked up by Long Beach. They're going to pull me to the side and say, why don't I like cops? I said, I don't dislike cops. They was like, well, the footage that you put out, I said, did I tell a lie on y'all? Did I misinterpret the footage? Did I switch it around and make it seem like something it wasn't? No. Okay. Fingerprint me and leave me the fuck alone. Like, that's what I was on. Like, don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what y'all talking about. And then they released me. Like, they would love to lock me up to release me. Like, just to get a fingerprint, just mm-hmm. give me a, grab some fucking hair. Like, we gonna get your black ass one day. Bro. Yeah. We gotta let you go, cause you might put us on camera. Man. And that was the power. 
that was the fucking power. I was like, oh, shit, I got a little power. I got to be careful. I can't get caught up on nothing. <laughs> okay. Damn, man. Ho- hold that, Hayes. We're going to take a quick break. We got Hassan Hayes, J5TA, DJ and We'll be back in the tick more on the patio politics. Yes, sir. What up? What up? We back. Yes, the patio politics. The trailblazer, trendsetter, Hassan Hayes. Hey. Militant minded general, man. Yes, sir. How did you get into this whole, man? Because we had conversations at Skills House about uh, just being militant, eating right. How did you get on that whole kick? After high school, and, mm. you know, we didn't get our deal or nothing. And um, I fell out with my basketball coach. I didn't want to go to a JC. Mm-hmm. So I wound up going to the military. Okay. I went to the army for four years. Wow. And I wanted to get out the army after day three. Mm-hmm. But hey. <laughs> so talk about what was it like? Because <laughs> I know you had that running with the coach. Like, so I'm like, man, man. day three. You say what? You said after day three. After day three. After day three, I was like, this shit is not for me. What the fuck am I doing? But whatever. Um, I got into the military because uh, uh, a recruiter pulled up on side of me. I'm coming home from basketball practice. Mm-hmm. Thought about what you want to do after high school. Uh, leave me alone. And then he was like, you want to get something to eat? And I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Let's go to Del Taco. So we went to Del Taco. We started chopping it up. And I kept him as an option just in case. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was cool. So I wind up signing, it, signing up to the Army against my parents' wishes. They tried to talk me out of it. Mm-hmm. I did it anyway. Um, the first couple of days in the Army, they put you on a, uh, a cow bus. It's just like mm-hmm. for animals. But they stuff you in there. And then as soon as you pull up, you got drill sergeants just yelling at you. You're in regular clothes. Mm-hmm. Regular. Get off the fucking bus. You ain't a... So they, you know, you stay up for the first two days getting yeah. shots and in process. And during that time, you like, fuck, man, this is, you know, you burnt out. Yeah. It ain't even started yet. Yeah. You ain't even got your BDUs yet. Yeah. But um, I appreciate the uh, 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 the basic training aspect because mm-hmm. then it, it it matures you fast. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. that's what I appreciate. You got that eight weeks of basic training, doing push-ups, you running. I was already conditioned from... um. Being in sports mm-hmm. um, Then I went to medical school In Fort Sam Houston mm-hmm. That was about 10 weeks And then they shipped me to Korea My f- second day in Korea Somebody split their head open Like It was like a big ass gash So yeah. They brought him straight to me But they walked him to me I'm like Oh no You don't post You gotta lay him down And put a yeah. neck brace on him And I put the bandage on his head And I elevated his feet you know, and I asked, I did um, the triage. Yeah. Uh, asking the questions if he knew where everything was at and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. A colonel was over my shoulder and I didn't know. Yeah. He promoted me on the spot because he said, soldier, you know what you're doing. You just came out of school. You in the field. You really, st- you saved his life. I don't think I saved his life, but I just got him to stop bleeding. Yeah. But, you know, I was with special forces and the Rangers. So Korea was a great experience because I'm around, I'm a youngster around like grown men who, with mm-hmm. all this shit, they know how to put you in chokehold, kill you, do everything, shoot good. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, damn, I'm just trying to keep up with them. So I'm like, I'm going to stay in the military for 20 years. I can do this <laughs> yeah. if this is what it's like. Yeah. But then I went to the States and Fort Hood and it's just all downhill from there. I was like, okay, I got to get out. And then I just used my GI money to go to film school. So that kind of gave me my military mind. To, no, I got to be mature out here because what the what they working with, mm-hmm. they ain't playing. They wow. ain't playing. Like, they're not playing. You, I have the street shit and then that military shit. I'm like, okay, I, I can see how the world really move and who really runs this shit. Yeah. And then I just start reading and um, had prostate problems when I was 23. Mm-hmm. And I had to stop eating meat. So that's when I stopped eating the meat and the dairy 
and I just started feeling way better. And so I just never really looked back after that. Shit, you know what I'm saying? Dr. Sabi, I got to meet Dr. Sabi. He used to hang out in the Merck Park. Yeah. So it was just like I got to touch Dr. Sabi. Wow. And he would talk to, you know, the older gentleman and I'd just be a fly on the wall and just hearing him chop it up. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm finna get on that eat to live. So. And not live to eat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think all that went hand in hand, you know what I'm saying? Military streets, being around these greats and actually training on myself, going raw vegan first. Yeah. And when I, I got sick three times when I um, tried to stop eating meat. The first time I got sick, I got sick three times basically mm-hmm. before it, I was cool to not eat meat no more because I would always have to go back to some turkey or to some uh, something, some yes. chicken, some fish, something. Because mm-hmm. it was just like when you just try to stop, your body's going to reject it. Yeah. Bad. You're going to get sick. You know what I'm saying? And what was that transition like when you uh, went to film school? Oh, man. (laughs) When you're getting told what to do all the time, like in Mm -hmm. the military, you always, you know, you're always getting told what to do. Mm -hmm. To do something you want to do, it's just, it's a blessing. It feels like it's a blessing. I want to, you know, I never touched the camera and I wanted to go to film school. It's weird. I was just, something just told me (laughs) my internal clock just told me man go to film school and I, I don't know where it came from and i went mm-hmm. and it was great man it was just great i had a boring ass teacher but still it was <laughs> i was interested you know they had all yeah. the equipment there and i just wanted to learn the technical aspect of it mm-hmm. and once i learned the technical aspect of it i got uh recruited by this guy named jamie mitchell mm-hmm. my partner jamie mitchell from back in the days and he put me around rock bands. He put me around corn. He put me around Jane's Addiction, Guns N' Roses, wow. Red Hot Chili Peppers. He would have me shoot in the mosh pit when I first came out of school. So I'm getting rocked around. <laughs> girls in the you mosh said pit. Shooting in the mosh pit. Yeah, girls would like fondle you. You got the camera up here, and these girls, eh, they trying to play. You like, what the fuck? Like, and then I guess they threw the new recruits in there, and then you just got. And he was like, I love the way you stay steady. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I got laced up and. um uh, before I did Hood News, I did music shit for the rock and rolls. I used to sit down with, uh, I sat down with Al Pacino. Wow. Mm. Yeah, literally. Sit down, messing with Jamie mm-hmm. on the lot, you know, on La Brea over there, on La Brea and Melrose. Mm-hmm. He's like, let's have lunch. One day I'll go to the studio mm-hmm. and we go downstairs. Al Pacino sitting right there. Yeah, we having lunch with Al Pacino. I'm just like, fuck. I'm telling him, <laughs> I'm telling him how much black people love Scarface and he's like, he just was so grateful and humble and shit. Yeah. I did a song for them. That's the thing. I was there to do a song. They paid me $2,000 to do a song on a soundtrack that never came out. What? And he was like, I heard your music. Your music's really good. And I'm just like, you know that Hollywood talk. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Thanks. And I'm eating like, I'm not even really looking at my food. I'm like, Al Pacino's right there. This is crazy. Damn. So, yeah, man. Man, life has brought you in so many places, man. Yes, sir. Um... I want to get to the album, but it's, it's, man, it's so much to unpack with you. We usually got to, we ask a lot of our guests, um, these three things. What's your purpose, passion, and pleasures of life? Mm-hmm. And I want to know yours because it's so much you been through, man. It's, damn. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say my purpose, I would feel like I'm living in my purpose right now mm-hmm. to educate, teach, um, and show. Yes. I still have some things that I, I have to show that I haven't showed yet mm-hmm. visually. Um, my passion, my passion is writing and I would say, uh, music film mm-hmm. or it's hard. It's hard. And, and you said passion, purpose and, and pleasures. All my shit. I try not to indulge in my pleasures, bro. Mm. My pleasures got me in trouble too yeah. much. It set me back too much being too pleasurable. So mm. I try not to, 
I try to have my pleasures mixed in with my passion and my purpose. I make Gosh. that my pleasure. I was just about pleasure. to ask you that. Do you Gosh. find, do you find uh, that in your, do you find your pleasure in your passions? Absolutely, because, you know, you have a gym rat who likes to stay in the gym and hoop mm-hmm. and sweat and get better. I stay in the studio editing and writing all the time. My girl tell you, I don't... I don't go nowhere unless mm-hmm. we have to go. You got to go on dates. You have to to keep your relationship thriving. But and vacations here and there. But most of the time, I am in my studio, getting better, learning, reading, writing, mixing, mastering. Man, because you, you mix and master your own shit. Like, yes, man. Yes. So you know, and that that comes from years of never getting somebody to do it right. Come you pay on, them, and then they act like maybe they don't know. Yeah. Maybe they don't know. Yeah. So, you know, I saw the professionals and the masters and I I take all their tricks. Everything that the guys up here are doing, that's who I'm a fan of and that's who I take tutelage from. Like, I'm not too big to learn. I always learn from people. Like Message. And that's the gift of wisdom though, Hayes, because you always been that listening cat and just hearing just your upbringing. Yeah. You you one thing that's key that you say is you always listen. Mm-hmm. You didn't go nowhere. And I'm certain you've been on sets where you might see things a little mm-hmm. different based right. on based on your expertise. But one thing you say is that you listen. Right. When Farrakhan, listen. Sadie, yeah. listen. Like, yeah. listen. And that's that's a gift, man, that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about fatherhood, man. Fatherhood <laughs> is great. Very challenging, but mm-hmm. great. You, My uh, step in fatherhood was correct everything that was wrong with me mm-hmm. and that I see in my child. Ah. Everything yeah. that I saw was a glitch in me. Mm-hmm. I try to straighten out in my kid from an early age because I got to see it. Like, oh, well, we're going to fix that. Well, yeah. We're going to fix that. We're going to fix that. Yeah. Iron out all that shit, and then he'll be better on his path, so he won't have to try to figure it out. Man. You know what I'm saying? So, But I, I'm, I'm one of them cool-ass parents. My kids can do whatever they want to do as long as they're not running on the couch, mm-hmm. screaming at the top of their lungs, or crying too much. Yeah. I don't allow that. Not for no reason. You're not going to cry to get your way. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, gonna, you're not going to manipulate me. You're not going to lie. You're mm-hmm. going to listen to your teachers. Yeah. Um, you're going to do your work. You're going to listen to your mama. You're going to respect your grandmama. Mm-hmm. You're going to respect the game. You know, because I'm going to show you everything. I'm going to show you all these hard-hitting documentaries. I'm going to show you how all our civil rights leaders died, what they stood for. I'm gonna show you everything. I mean, they'll be like, oh, don't show him that he's too young. He's That's what I was gonna ask young. you. What, what you? He's what do you think young. is an appropriate age to do that? That's what I'm dealing with. Soon as like, soon as they can understand. Mm. As soon as they can process and understand. Yeah. Some kids are sharper than other kids. Mm-hmm. Some kids will sit through a two-hour documentary. Yeah. But I would say something for consciousness. Uh, you want to start them around twelve. Mm. Even though I had my kid, you know, I was just. A nut. So I had my kid watching. <laughs> my kid was just like, we watched, um, <laughs> we watched something no more. I had him watch like how the white people treated Martin Luther King, right? Cause Man. they, you know, they go to school and they teach Martin Luther King this and that. And mm-hmm. it was like, son, let me show you what white people really feel about Martin Luther King. So it was like a two hour documentary. They calling him nigga, spraying him, mm-hmm. throwing him in jail. And they were doing, he was just like, he was five and he was like, Mortified, he was like, "Daddy, I don't want to be like Martin Luther King. They killed him. They shot him in the neck." Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Son, this is just so when you go to school, you know that they about bullshit." Yes, you gotta learn it. Yeah, man, you gotta learn it. But what I'm here for is to teach you how it really is. They're gonna teach you a version. I'm gonna show you what really the happened. real version, the real version. I was like, and please just don't go tell your mom. 
Of course, he <laughs> wouldn't go told his mom, and mom and him calling me, don't be showing him that, and he's too young. <laughs> Whatever. Now, what's what's that like when you got to deal with that type of bullshit as as a father? Be a man, stand on all ten. Come on, don't listen to her nothing she got to say. <laughs> she a woman. You be a woman. You you're great. Be great at being a woman. I'm gonna be great at being a man. And he's gonna get both of it. But I can't be you, and you definitely can't be me. Come on. So don't tell me how to parent. Yeah. You stay out of my way. Yeah. Okay. Man. He's a man. Yeah. If it's a daughter, I'll probably give you more leverage on that and I'll just teach job. her about the game. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So she won't fall into the hands of the game. But if it's a boy, I got to teach him how to be strong. Man. Mentally. Yeah. First, he got to be strong up here. He got to know what's going to come at him and how it's going to come. It might come in a way that's not just so vulgar, but mm-hmm. you know, a condescending way. He got to know, but he got to also know history so he can see what Man. he's living in. This is what's around you. Don't Man. think all these people is your friends and shit. You ain't got no friends. You got your mom and your daddy. Your yeah. uncles, your aunts. You ain't got no friends. You know Man. what I'm saying? So if you go into it with that mentality, mm-hmm. then you can't get blindsided by the BS. And when you can choose your friends up. wisely at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. Now, let me ask you this deep question, right, Hayes? Where you was when you was at that point where you was living from, like, being homeless, pillow to post, and going through all that shit, did, did you see yourself where you are today? You know, I always got called cocky and confident. <laughs> always. Yeah. And um, I would, you know what? No. Mm-hmm. But... I always felt like people were trying to break me when I was breakable. Yeah. Like I was bending, but I wasn't breakable. You couldn't break my spirits because I've been through too much. But could I see where I'm at now? Absolutely not. But I had I had a idea of just keep going, stay strong, stay ten toes down. Don't let nothing negative anybody does or says to you mm-hmm. really affect you or knock you off your square. I've always been like that. So yeah. when I got kicked out by my ex and I had to sleep in a damn tree. I could have broke right there. I was freezing, shivering. Mm-hmm. I could have been like, F all these girls. I'm going to never date black women again. I'm going to never blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I never did that. I was just like, damn, like that? Yeah. Damn, what, I thought, what did I do to deserve this? To deserve this. Damn, shit. I was like, I did cheat. Damn, I fucked that. Oh, yeah, I used to pimp. I used to do all this shit in my life. So I got to pay for that shit. Man. It might come in a different form. Thankfully, it didn't come in my daughter. Like, mm-hmm. I'd rather it fall on me instead of falling on my kids or falling no on shit. my career, like my mm-hmm. art. You feel me? Yeah. Don't poison my art. Don't fuck with me. Yeah. Don't. I don't want it to fall anywhere else. Yeah. So I know I'm all the bad shit. I felt like I paid my my karma up though yeah. I'm gonna be real with you on that cause Damn. it was you know I had like my 10 years of bad luck literally Shit. I counted them yeah. and I'm like I should be coming out of it now cause mm-hmm. I did so many years of fucking up I don't it's know like if it's double time, time. yeah I don't, I don't know if it's <laughs> double triple what, what is it God like I would have those conversations but during all of that it was still time to uh excuse me during all of that I still prepared mm-hmm. I always kept doing my shit yeah no matter what i was going through i never stopped yeah i never gave up i never said you know what fuck i got i'm on probation um i can't make no money in the corporate world so i gotta go back to hustling Mm -hmm. because it would come it would still come i would get a so-called blessing from the devil come oh you fucked up well i got this for you and these people will come and it just looked so gravy like oh i could just do that i just never did it I just yeah. rather be broke. Man. I'd rather just struggle because I don't want to pay for that shit no more. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so. Wow, that's that accountability though, Hayes. Fuck, mm-hmm. man. Now, let's talk about the album. 
Yes, sir. Man, let's talk about it, man. Nine Underdog God. Yes. Um, I don't know. It's 11 tracks. 10 produced by Big Sono. One yeah, shout by, out to Sono. Yes, sir. <laughs> one produced by my boy uh, Pete Dog. And basically, I was writing this album in 2017. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to release in 2019. But Nip got hit. Yeah. And that just, I lost, I literally lost my ambition to put it out. Yeah. I literally was like, oh. Yeah. Because... Sam would always, my dad would tell me, Sam and them want you to come to the shop, come to the shop, come to the shop. I never went to the shop because I always wanted to present something to them. When you go. Yeah, because I've been to the shop to just to chop it up and shit like that. I'm mm-hmm. like, it's a possibility, it's a strong possibility I can get Nip on one of these songs because that's why the album was so West Coast because I wanted to have something for him. I'm like, yeah. I can definitely get Nip on something. Yeah. And then when that shit happened, I'm like, fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, and this not just a, about me it wasn't about me it was just yeah. about the whole situation just like, everything just like fuck yeah and then those are the only people that I can literally say I could have depend on that was in you know that was an in industry that would do something for me you feel yeah, me nah, real could, shit. and you and, and you genuinely can say that yeah yeah <laughs> so it was just like fuck man so all that was out the window so I just put a pause on it and then 2020 came around and then I, I got better at mixing mm. and um I can't remember if, and then I, I, maybe I changed some verses or something on there. And then by 2021, it was time to, let me get this shit out because I got a catalog of music. So I, I have Man, to get hey. that shit off. And then Sono kept calling me like, bro, you gonna release it? You gonna release it? You gonna release it? So I finally did. Mm-hmm. Finally fucking released it. And I love it because it's a real album. It's, you yes. know, you can hear it. It's like yes, personable. It you can like, it's talking to you, not at you. Yes. And I'm talking about real subjects. You know, little nigga. You know what I'm saying? Man, little nigga. To me crazy Man, like that's I wouldn't be, yes, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> growing up mm-hmm. niggas will talk to you crazy when they feel like they over you or they got something on Man, you or yes. you just not on a level like I'm gonna talk to this nigga any old kind of way yeah, but can't big bro be like yeah, yeah not yeah. like that bro like <laughs> yeah, nah, uh-uh, yeah. Uh-uh, I'm gonna hold on to that shit I'm gonna hold on to that shit so you know what I'm saying stay away from me it's a, it's a real thing you know yeah, you ain't got shit. nothing positive to say or mm-hmm. you ain't add no genuine Good feeling, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Stay, Please stay man. away from me. Stay you know your what I'm ass away. Yes. The grass ain't green on the other side. You know what I'm saying? You you think it's sweeter on this side than it is that side. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it's that it's that mirror shit. It's that above below shit. Like just because you get signed, that don't mean you're gonna be happy. Yeah. Just because you works. be around these certain people, that don't mean these are good people yeah. for you. Man, man. You know what I'm saying? So And that's what I love about the album, man. It's like it's basically like you talking now, but you're doing it in a in a lyricism form or a lyrical sure. form and everything. And I'm like, man, every time, man, you know, one of my favorite joints is uh, "Got That Feeling." That's one mm. of my that's yeah. still one of my favorites. Yeah. But we in the whip. I'm listening to him. I'm like, it sound like hazy, like it is. I'm like. Man, why this dude ain't came on the show yet? Man, I'm like, that's yeah, what I hit. Okay. Hey, right. I'm like, I was waiting. I was like, yeah, man, man like, them got a podcast. I need to Because you said that. you, I think I don't know if M reached out when I hit when we was doing it last year. I'm like, you gotta hit Hayes. Okay, gotta hit Hayes because I remember. Yeah, I think we, this is after I seen you at the studio that time. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I remember when we did the join in um in Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs> I was I'm gonna like, bring that, that up because I was just like, damn, that was. Wow, that was 10 years ago. Ten, damn near. Yeah, damn. 10 years ago. And it's like, that was a fucking 15 minute interview. <laughs> right. Man. Right, right. You right. But I, I appreciate it. I, man, we went to Atlanta. We had a good ass time. Yeah, yeah. My baby mama took all my money out of my account. 
Damn. All of it. When I went out there, she waited till I went out there and just, I went to go get something. I had like $7. I'm like, wow. well, I needed it. And I had one of them. Yeah. Well, I needed it. <laughs> fuck up, fuck my trip. And I'll ah! <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh, she took, she wiped my shit out. And I'm like, whatever. And, and, that, and that was my thing, man. When we was doing that show, man, I was getting into it with, with the people who was over the show. Who, who also said I had con- uh, creative control. And it's one of them things like, you can't give my dudes 15 minutes. Right. You know, and I ain't going to say the other artist's name, but you want to get this dude an hour? Who is, like, who is he? I'm, I don't remember that. Yeah. Did we perform? Well, I performed, right? You performed. Yeah, you yeah, per- yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. performed, but it was kind of like, you know, fifth complaining and let's hear, let's get got it. Got you. It's like, nah, you know, because I'm, I'm bringing people who got a story to tell that's going to change people. Right. Change that dude that's watching, like right, me, who, right. who aspiring to be greater than where he's at or in these circumstances where he's at the bottom. And he's telling me he's at the bottom, but now he's here on TV doing his thing. Right. You get what I'm saying? And then just your story is a blessing. That's why, man, I see, I know you was going through the BM drama. Um, I didn't know about the homeless situation until I watched the documentary. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, fucking haze, man. Yeah, dude, I hit that shit, bro. I'm like this dude, man. And then just going to that to having a beautiful woman shouts out to baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just shout out Nick LaRue. Yes, sir. Uh, it'll be a blessing to get her on the show too. Oh, all day. All Very day. gifted and talented oh, individual. Yeah. Her album, I guarantee. Yeah. Mark my words. Her new R and B album Come on. is going to make title waves. There Come is on. not a auto tune verse word on, nothing on there yeah, it's on. all vocals and the beats is hitting and she got an airy ass voice and she's talking about real shit that's real shit. why she's my woman exactly it's not superficial come on <laughs> not superficial. and I remember like no GMO all the joints that was on the having a ball project where yeah. he was talking about just being healthy mm-hmm. but you really gotta listen to the lyrics because the beat go in the hook where right. you gotta and I'm listening like hey just teaching motherfuckers to be healthy and all that in the all that shit. All yeah do you know my sago? Do y'all y'all hip to my sago? Nah, y'all not hip to my sago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, my sago, the R and B artist, my sago. You gotta say a song for him to. Uh... Um, fuck, he got so many of them, bro. Um, Tadal. Um, but you might not know he that. Played he, he played the sax. He played the sax. Uh, what's his? He got that. Um, the Charlie Wilson. Tadal. Just... I think I know. I yeah, think I know. Ta-da. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He made the. He made the Monsanto beat. What? 17 years old. I didn't even know. <laughs> Met him on wow. SoundCloud. It was a SoundCloud. What I used to do, you asked me earlier how I found my beats. Yeah. I would go on SoundCloud and um, chill was the big genre at the time. Mm-hmm. So I'll put in chill beats. Mm-hmm. So all these artists would come up and I'll put chill instrumentals. And then I would go through them. Mm-hmm. And I found out him, a guy named Chris, um, and a few other guys had these crazy sound mm-hmm. so i grabbed that was an instrumental that my santo joint yeah. that was an instrumental on soundcloud i hit up my sago i ripped it and hit him up and said i'm doing a song he never hit me back mm-hmm. i recorded on it put it out made a video hit him up again with it mm-hmm. then he started hitting me he started hitting me back like oh man i love what you did with it blah 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 i said bro if you had hit me earlier, I would have wanted you in the video playing the sax. Yeah, yeah. That's why I got that the uh, older uh, white gentleman playing the sax. Yeah. But, bro, that's... Anyway. And he cleared he, it. He cleared it. Wow. He loved it. Good. He was 17 when he made that beat. So now to see him where he's at, is just yeah. like... I already knew. I was finding these guys. Flume won a Grammy. Yeah. He's from Australia. He won a Grammy. This is when Thumbler 
Thumbler yeah. was mm-hmm. popping. Yeah. <laughs> I sent him the song through Thumbler. I love it. Woo, woo. I give all these guys publishing. So That's this dope. game for y'all out there that finding these producers, you might not be able to get in contact with them. Mm. Find who their publisher is. And when you publish the song, put their name in the publishing. So mm. when they eventually find out or eventually get on their way, they know you did the business right. Message. Uh, wow. I did that also with um, and got a shout out from um, Elder Barge. Yeah. I sampled his song Problems. I did this song in 2010. This year, mm-hmm. he reposted it on his Instagram. Mm-hmm. My verse, The Problems, and was just like, oh man, I love this. It, j- 10 years later, well, 12 years later, it just got on his radar. Wow. But he got the publishing. He saw it because he probably checked his publishing and was like, oh, what's this? But I found out his baby mom sent him the song. Wow. That's. <laughs> Get these guys they publishing. Give them they publishing. If you if you grabbing beats, give them publishing. Give them publishing. Do your business right. Because mm-hmm. if not, they got the right to strike it. Man, and then they coming after you for on on the and and that's I'm glad that you was able to do that. That's a blessing to know because a lot of people do that and can't reach the producers. And I got questions like, well, what do I put? For the producer or the beat maker, and I even was stuck on that. And it's like you, you hit it right by saying the publishing. Yeah, just whatever their name is, whatever their artist name is, at their artist name, and then um, the publishers, you know, BMI, ASCAP, Mm -hmm. they usually contract down the real name because they're either with one other BMI, ASCAP, CSAC. Wow. And they'll they'll find them, or and then when you do sound exchange, you want to do BMI sound exchange, and performing rights. Organizations around the world. Yeah. You want to, it might cost $400 for each country, but slowly but surely get all those performing rights. That's all a record label going to do for you. Come on. They're going to take your record and they're going to, you're going to write away all your publishing for a hundred thousand dollars or whatever chump change they're going to give you. Mm-hmm. They're going to license your song, publish your song around the world. Mm-hmm. When it goes into these different publishing, they go into other m- music catalogs. Mm-hmm. From these music catalogs, that's where television and film pull yes. from. Yes. So you can register in Germany, Japan, Africa. Every country individually has a performing rights organization, like a BMI or ASCAP, yeah. and they'll publish your song. So don't get with none of these companies like Song Trust because they're basically doing that and then taking 20% of your money mm-hmm. For publishing your songs, and they're really not doing nothing. Come on. So yeah, yeah. Learn the music. Learn the music business. Music business is publishing, performing. It's a, a mechanical and performing. Once you get that publishing thing down, mm-hmm. then you can start doing shows and all that other stuff because now you covered. Of course, you want to copyright your stuff. Yeah, of course. Line barrier Congress and um, go through Sound Exchange because they're going to collect royalties from internet plays, mm-hmm. um, stuff like Audio Mac if you're not signed up with their monetary program and anywhere else your song is being played and published. Sound Exchange, register with them and mm-hmm. they can collect your money as well. Wow. Yeah, Hayes, man. So since you were speaking about performing, what are we gonna have a tour? Are we what's what's next for the album, man? Um, I just got my memory back because I stopped smoking weed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, give it up for being sober. Yes, yes sir. Yes. I'm sober finally. <laughs> no more drugs. Yes, but yeah, yeah. Um, I've been I got all my sound equipment and mm-hmm. I've been rehearsing, um, somewhat, and it's coming. It's coming. I'm trying to wait till I finish um, mixing my girls, mastering my girls' album right now, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna we're gonna be a tag team. 
because she gonna need me, you know, just like I need her, just so we can bounce off each other. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, sir. But, yeah. Man, Hayes, you gotta come back. But before we close out, man, let the world know how they can get the album, how they can get in contact with you, all that. Well, Nina Underdog God is available on all streaming platforms. Oh, all yep. of them. Um, Link Net- gonna be in the uh, bio, you guys. Netru Muses is available only on Audio Mac right now. That's my new new album. Mm-hmm. So that one is like hard as hell too. It's a more EDM feel though. Mm-hmm. But um, contact me at Hassan Hayes Instagram, uh, Twitter Hassan Hayes one. Um, yeah, and get at me there. All my my social medias is Hassan Hayes. Man, Hayes, dude. Uh, we got to chop up more, man, because we, no, didn't, we, get, we yeah. didn't get into most stuff, man. man. But I'm a, I got too many years. It's, we're gonna have to break these interviews down, baby. No, we are, we <laughs> are. Um, I just want to say, man, it's an honor and a blessing to have you. Thank you so yeah. much, man, for yes, answering sir. the call. Um, we don't do clickbait and none of that shit here, man. It's all genuine, like it's been from day one when mm-hmm. I met you, brother. Yes, and, uh, sir. Man, continue to be an inspiration to me and Inf and just the world and everybody else out there, man. You are a powerful individual. Right. You know, your son is blessed to have, man. Just just a prolific individual, man. I appreciate a trend, that. A trendsetter, man. Um, that, true army of uh, of a thinker. You know, I'm, I'm glad to give you your book back. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, look. <laughs> it was, that's a. Hey, and you know the thing because of that, it always when people want to borrow my books, I don't let them. I'm like, you got to get your own copy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But man, it was a blessing having you on. Please, Hayes, man. You know the Riders is your family for yes, life, sir. man. Yes, sir. Um, stop being a stranger. We love you. We yes, fuck sir. with you the real way. You know what I'm saying? And I want you to come back for sure. Yes, sir. Outside of just... Pre- no, nah, go ahead. And I appreciate you guys, man. You guys gave me my first interview yeah. in, in Atlanta. Oh, wow. Yeah, like coming back from all the bullshit I was going through. So wow. I got movies, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm just loving that. I'm loving this setup. I'm Thank loving you, this brother. platform. Thank Y'all you. continue to grow and grow. Yeah. And don't get sidetracked, man. Just keep doing your movies. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah. great. You're super dynamic actor thank you you know what i'm saying i want to see you in way more roles way more diverse roles i want to just i wanted to see you out there and just push that to the limit because i i know that's your lane you you got something special right there you know man thank you i love what you did in the council (laughs) absolutely love it you know what i'm saying thank you man that that that, that militant uh yeah inspired by brothers like you and skills man yeah man I, I, i love that i love that and um yeah, bro, keep going. And Infant J, Infant, that's your right hand, so. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Thank you, brother. We appreciate yes, you. Yes, sir. Man. man, make sure y'all support our brother. Check out the album and the other album. What's the name? Natural Muses 2 and yes. Nine Underdog God. Nine Underdog God is a West Coast feel. Natural Muses is more of a future bass EDM feel. Yes, sir. They're both popping. Though. Yes, sir, man. Hassan Hayes, DJ Infant J, yes, J5TH. We appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all like, share, and subscribe, man. We're going to be at y'all, man. Do y'all. We're going to do us and we out like this. Let's get it. We hope you stay Trying to be part of your life. We got whatever you like. Come on and just give us a try, yeah. Cause it's riding for life. Trying to be part of your life. We got whatever you like. Yeah. Come on and just give us a try, yeah. I said it's riding for life. Come in with the shows that you like. We're trying to be the best on the mic. DJ playing cuss that you like, yeah. Start of your day, or maybe just the end of your night. Uh, uh. But if you rock it with us, patio politics is gonna do you right. Oh, oh, oh. Cause it's right for life. Oh, oh, oh. 